WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download that free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed legislation repealing Michigan's abortion ban from 1931, making it a crime to assist in an abortion. The abortion ban, which fueled one of the largest ballot drives in state history, had been unenforceable after voters enshrined abortion rights in the state constitution last November. However, Whitmer and other Democratic leaders stressed it was still important to strike the law from the state's books to ensure it could never be enforced again. Benton Township trustees have introduced amendments to the township's existing medical marijuana ordinance. They could allow for recreational marijuana to be grown and sold at provisioning centers within the township. Businesses would be required to operate within specifically designated industrial and heavy industrialized zones, district away from schools, churches, and other commercial businesses. The township board last night used its existing ordinance as the basis for the proposed recreational rules, which include rules surrounding hours, smell, and other changes. Here's Township Building Official Chris Fuchs. On the medical side, there was a sense that we needed to tighten up where the testing facilities and the secure transporters were located, push them into the restricted industrial district, and then to mirror the recreational, to allow for the provisioning centers for sale of medical marijuana, and then on the recreational side to mirror the uses. Retailers will only be allowed on the portion of Pipestone Avenue south of I-94, zoned as heavy industrial district. Consumption lounges, micro-businesses, and drive through facilities are still not allowed. The board will likely vote on the resolution at its next regular meeting, April 18th. Speaking of marijuana, the Benton Harbor Planning Commission is mulling over a request from Nobo to get a special use permit so it can sell marijuana products to more customers. At a meeting this week, Nobo said it dropped one of its medical marijuana licenses in order to receive another recreational marijuana license. The company's Kathy Pyle said as marijuana is legalized in more states, the practice has become common. Since marijuana in Michigan is legal, the medical designation isn't really needed. Nothing's changing. Whether it was listed as a medical product or an, a recreational use product, it's the same product. So it wasn't, didn't have a category of just because it said it was medical, it was just grown under that license. Didn't mean it was any different from something else. Pyle said having more recreational authorization would enable Nobo to sell its products to more people. Some members of the commission were skeptical, with Commissioner Juanita Henry calling Nobo's plans greedy. The issue couldn't be decided by the planning commission, though, due to there not being enough members present for a vote. At Chair Lee Reed said the body has removed Glenn Yarborough for a failure to attend. Additionally, Mayor Marcus Mohammed and Commissioner Henry opted not to vote on the Nobo request as planners, so they could instead have a vote on it at a meeting of the full city commission. Gun violence will be the topic of discussion at a Lake Michigan College presentation tomorrow. LMC Social Sciences Chair Amy Skirma tells us it's the annual Honors Program Civil Discourse Forum, which has been held for several years. Each fall, LMC surveys students to learn what they want the forum to address, and number one this year was gun violence. Skirma says the issue does need discussion. It started out as a way to think about having tough conversations about issues that don't have clear solutions and that not everyone agrees on. Sometimes those are things that are hard to talk about with others, especially if people don't see eye to eye on the solution. But it's still important to talk about those things. In fact, it's most, most important, I would say, to talk about those things. On hand for the forum tomorrow will be a panel including an associate professor at Columbia University who studies gun violence, State Representative Joey Andrews, a hospital administrator, and two emergency room nurses. Scrimma says each will have four minutes to answer four questions, and then the students will get to ask questions themselves. The event's open to anyone and will be available on Zoom. 
The discourse will be from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Fetig Lecture Hall at LMC. We also have the Zoom link at our website. The Berrien County Republican Party is considering a censure of State Representative Pauline Wenzel over her support for expanding civil rights protections. More from Ken Lundberg. The new law has been hailed by some as historic. Others call it infringement on religious freedom. Representative Wenzel voted in favor of expanding the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act to prohibit discrimination based on gender identity or sexual orientation. For that position, Representative Wenzel immediately took flack from fellow Republicans, first from the Muskegon County Republican Executive Committee and now from the Berrien County GOP. In a written statement, party leaders stated they've impaneled a task force committee to study the legislation, report its findings, and make recommendations. The work of the task force is not complete at this time. Options reportedly span a written censure of Representative Wenzel all the way to not letting her speak at or attend the upcoming Lincoln Day dinner. A final decision has not been made, but what's clear is there is an intra-party divide on the matter. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News. Some hospitals around Michigan are easing their mask requirements, although that's not the case in southwest Michigan with Corwell. Michigan Medicine in Ann Arbor and Sparrow Health System in Lansing both announced last week visitors, patients, and caregivers will no longer be required to mask up in their facilities. The systems say the COVID transmission rate warrants the change, although masks will still be available to anyone who wants one. However, Corwell Health tells us in a statement it has no plans to change its mask requirement. Whether it's Corwell Health South in St. Joseph or any other Corwell facility, those age 5 and older must still wear a mask when in the building. Corwell says you can find its mask rules at its website. And set for May 4th is the second annual Heartwork celebration of Barry and Risa. Heartwork was started last year to celebrate school personnel. Hundreds attended the event at Lake Michigan College to enjoy meals, games, and a speaker. Risa Superintendent Eric Hopstock tells us they're doing it again, and it's about educators in the community. Bus drivers, media center staff, paraprofessionals, coaches, consultants, administrators, teachers, all of the staff in any educational capacity that advance the cause of education in Berrien County. And it is an event to celebrate all their hard work and to thank them for the work that many of them put in. Hofstock says last year's hard work went so well, people right away started asking for it to be held again this year. That's just what Reese is doing May 4th from 5 to 8 p.m. again at LMC. The guest speaker will be Billy Ivy, Ivy of napkinisms.com fame. Attendees will hear a special message of thanks from Billy and others for their dedication to education. Once again, there will be food trucks and encouragement all around. A school employee can register at barryandresa.org. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Former Vice President Mike Pence says he will comply with a grand jury subpoena investigating Donald Trump's involvement in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. More from ABC's Andy Field. A federal judge had denied Mike Pence's appeal to avoid a grand jury subpoena, but the judge did agree that Mr. Pence would not have to talk about his actual job counting votes in Congress that day, the judge saying the vice president is protected by a speech and debate clause. Still, the former vice president must now tell investigators about his interactions with former President Trump leading up to the January 6th attack. Donald Trump is still appealing to stop Pence and other top aides from talking. Authorities say at least five people were killed and an unknown number of others were hurt when a large tornado tore through an area of rural southeastern Missouri before dawn today. 
Bollinger County Sheriff Casey Graham said in a post on his office's Facebook account that Twister caused significant destruction in and around the small rural communities of Glen Alley and Grassy. He said at least five people were killed. Crews from several agencies are searching through the rubble of destroyed and damaged homes. The tornado was spawned by a large storm system that could create further twisters and dump hail as it moves through the Midwest and South. Donald Trump, who appeared somewhat subdued during his historic arrest yesterday in a lower Manhattan courthouse, resumed a more typical stance on Tuesday night during a speech from Mar-a-Lago. ABC's Jay O'Brien says he avoided talking about the charges themselves and focused instead on a familiar narrative. It was a list of grievances that the former president has, not just that historic arraignment yesterday, but then, of course, the Mar-a-Lago documents investigation, probes from New York Attorney General Letitia James and the civil case there. And it goes on and on and on. And he lists each of those investigations off. And he's telegraphing to the American people, but particularly to Republican primary voters, that that is going to be his message as he runs for the GOP nomination again in 2024. Kansas is banning transgender athletes from girls and women's sports from kindergarten through college. The Republican-controlled Kansas legislature today overrode Democratic Governor Laura Kelly's third veto in three years of a bill that applies a ban to school teams and the club sports sponsored by a K-12 school and college. Nineteen other states have imposed such bans, most recently Wyoming, but also Arizona, Florida, Texas, and West Virginia. The ban is the first of what could be several new Kansas laws restricting the rights of transgender people, and it came a day after a lawmaker passed a broad bathroom bill. President Biden will not attend the coronation of King Charles in London next month. Instead, the First Lady will go. ABC's Karen Travers has more. The White House says King Charles was very gracious and grateful when President Biden told him that First Lady Jill Biden will represent the U.S. and attend his coronation next month. The president spoke to the king on Tuesday, congratulating him on the coronation and telling him he wants to meet with him in the United Kingdom at a future date, according to the White House. National Security Spokesperson John Kirby said there is precedent for a president to not attend a coronation, noting President Eisenhower did not attend Queen Elizabeth coronation in 1953. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The Justice Department says it has tentatively settled a lawsuit over the 2017 mass shooting in a Texas church that will pay victims and their families more than $144 million. More than two dozen people were killed when Devin Patrick Kelly opened fire during a Sunday service at First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs. Kelly, who died of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound, had served in the Air Force before the attack. U.S. District Judge Xavier Rodriguez had previously said that the Air Force was 60% liable for the attack because it failed to submit Kelly's assault conviction during his time in the Air Force to a national database. The Justice Department said the settlement is still subject to court approvals. After a closely watched Supreme Court race in Wisconsin, a Democrat has secured victory, flipping the makeup of the state's high court for the first time in 15 years. Morph maybe sees Ike Egiochi. You have entrusted me with great responsibility, and I will treat the role with the highest degree of integrity. Wisconsin voters have elected liberal judge Janet Protasewicz over conservative Daniel Kelly, swaying the crucial swing state's highest court to a 4-3 Democratic majority. The victory comes as the court may face decisions surrounding access to abortion, legislative maps, and more. They were ready to put aside the partisanship and put aside the extremism and to have an impartial court and a court that makes decisions based on the law, not on a political agenda. Ike Jachi, ABC News, Washington. A Democrat in the North Carolina State House has switched to the Republican Party in a move that gives the GOP veto-proof control of both chambers of the legislature. 
Today's switch by Representative Trisha Cotham hands Democratic Governor Roy Cooper a setback in trying to block hardline conservative policies in his final two years in office. The move could affect legislation on abortion, gun rights, immigration, and voting. And the World Car of the Year awards are out. ABC's Mike Dabuski reports on the New York International Auto Show. Hyundai cleaned up. The brand won the overall World Car of the Year award for the Ionic 6. The electric sedan also took home the World EV and World Design of the Year awards. Meanwhile, sister company Kia notched a World Performance Car win for the electric EV6 GT. Startup EV brand Lucid won World Luxury Car for the Lucid Air. And there were also some new inductees into the Automotive Hall of Fame including GM CEO Mary Barra and Larry Wood, a designer for Hot Wheels. Mike Dubusky, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.